gentlemen and welcome to episode 22 of the Us show sorry man like the last time i came out with the episode was october 25th just been just been busy grinding you know trying to get adjusted to this new life and you know i just want to come back and deliver another fire episode for y'all just to recap you guys on episode 21 you know it was all about that opening week of the NBA season. So it was like Brian versus Kyrie, that big storyline, Lonzo's debut, you know, uh, Gordon Hayward going down. What are the steps it's going to be like? Um, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge's beef um, with uh, Sergio Baca, OKC, how they were looking good. Um, so it was a pretty good episode, but I'm excited to get this week's episode rolling. It's going to be great. I got my boy, Wave. You can call him Carl. You can call whatever you want to call him, homie, since freshman year on the episode. You know, letting, letting you guys know he's a, he's a Cavs fan. So when we talk about Bron and whatnot, we're we going to see how that goes. But can you guys give my boy, Wave, a warm welcome? <laughs> thanks, thanks, C. Thanks, C. My name's Wave, like he said, Waverly Richardson. You could call me Carl. That's the first name. And just to correct him, I'm not a Cavs fan. I'm a diehard <laughs> LeBron fan. LeBron James, yes. Cavs are all right, but I'm Team LeBron. I'm an overall basketball enthusiast. And I'm just glad to be here, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for having you on. I've been wanting you on for a while, man, because we be having our group chat, group text, not group, yeah, group text, and we just be going ham with the basketball. So everyone feels like they're a little Stephen A. Smith. But today's going to be a good one. And, and you, you promote for clubs and stuff out here, right? Of course, of course. I promote for Enjoy and Maintain. We do Inside the Vibe at a... Uh what is the name of that place? <laughs> what is the name of that place? We do Inside the Vibe at Seven Hills on Thursdays. I also do Plush on Saturdays. And sometimes we do Cabana. Right now, you know, it's, it's cold outside. It's cold. We, we can't get to that rooftop like we want to. <laughs> but we'll be back in We'll be back in, uh, in the spring doing Cabana on Sundays, definitely. Uh, rooftop, it'll be lit. Cool, cool, cool. And then uh, what's your what's your like social media account name so people can follow you or whatnot? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, my Twitter is at wave underscore legendary. It's never changed. It's always the same. And if you want to uh, follow me on IG or Snapchat, it is wave with three V's and two E's. Cool, 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 cool. So let's get right into it. Oh, yeah. I think the first thing I want to talk about is Eric Bledsoe. And for you guys who don't know, before well, let's just go back to memory lane. Eric Bledsoe, apparently he was allegedly with his girlfriend or fiance or whatever at a quote unquote hair salon. And he tweeted, I don't want to be here anymore. And he tried to make an excuse and say he was in the hair salon and she just took too long. And he was basically held hostage over there. But no one buys that. You're talented. You're on a watch team. You guys haven't been in the playoffs. 
Like we we know what the deal is. So the GM cut ties with him to end up trading him for Greg Monroe, a twenty eighteen first round and second round protected pick. Now he's on the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Milwaukee Bucks are looking pretty good, man. They on a four-game win streak since he's been there. He's averaging 13 points per game, five assists and five rebounds. What are your thoughts on Bledsoe going to the Bucks? Virtually nothing. They got Bledsoe for virtually nothing. Greg Monroe will not be there by the end of the year. He didn't want to leave. <laughs> and the picks are protected. Protected picks. They're not going to get those picks. They're not going to get them. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, I just like Blesso up there because I feel like they never had a, a pure, like, athletic point guard, and I just feel like that's just going to add a lot to him, especially in transition time. He's the type of dude, he can play with anybody. He's like a mini Bron to me. He can always go get his bucket, get other teammates involved, but that's definitely going to make stuff interesting in the East, and especially when Jabari Parker comes back. That's true. That small ball line is going to be ridiculous. You might have to put the Greek Freak at the five. Oh, my goodness. You might Greek have to put freak. the Greek Freak at the five, Jabari at the four with Middleton and then Brogdon and uh, Bledsoe. That might be crazy, actually. That's sick. That's sick. But at best, I see them getting probably second or third in the East, and then when it comes to playoff time, it will be between... Like like we already said, the Cavs, the Celtics, and the Bucks. <laughs> we'll see. We're definitely gonna see, man. Um, it's gonna be interesting. And like like Wave said, I, I see them. There should be no reason why they don't get a top three seat. Honestly, like Greek Freak has stepped into superstardom. Virtually unguardable. Just has to work on his shot. Jason Kidd is a pretty damn good coach. They got solid pieces. They even have a solid bench. So it makes no reason being in the East why you don't take advantage of everybody on that. Um, and we're going to see what, see what they're talking about, man. But for now, I still got Braun at the top. And look like he ain't slowing down anytime soon. At but, all. <laughs> at all. But moving on, Christoph Porzingis, a.k.a. the King of New York. King of New York. Now, this man is just playing lights out. Homie's averaging 29.7 rebounds, two blocks, shooting 50% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, and the Knicks are 8-6. and six. We haven't seen the Knicks over 500 in forever, so they're just in a good... They're just in a good place right now. You know what I'm saying? I really like the young talent they have developed there, and more, more importantly, I'm happy that they got Phil Jackson the hell up out of there because he was just a waste of time, just taking their money. Like, what are you doing? And it just makes me think about things. Like, he really had... It's 2017, and he's and he had a team running the triangle offense. Like, we, we don't play like that anymore. I mean, some teams still incorporate that a little bit, like the San Antonio Spurs and Celtics, but... No one, no one does it anymore. So, I mean, maybe I don't know what he was trying to prove, but I, I really kind of slept on Hornacek. But looking at the Knicks play, I can actually not, I can actually watch them and not be disgusted. Like, what are your whole thoughts about Porzingis? And do you think he's the, you think he's the next beast of the East right now? Like, where are they going at with it? Porzingis is the future, definitely. He's definitely made me a believer. I was a believer last year, but after this year. I, I could see that he didn't need Melo. I thought he needed another one to defer to, but he's ready to be that number one. Is Melo a cancer? Ah! Uh, we're, <laughs> we're still gonna see. We still gotta see. We gotta see what OKC. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I definitely believe Porzingis is he's the real deal. I like him defensively 
actually. I didn't believe he was that well defensively. Yeah. Until now, he's blocking everything. Yeah. Everything. And he runs the floor perfectly. Um, as far as King of New York, right now that's LeBron James. <laughs> but but we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that right now. <laughs> Speaking of all that, I guess did did Ennis Cantor have beef with LeBron prior to this? Ennis Cantor has beef with anyone. everybody. He just <laughs> who hurt him? Like I, I just don't understand. But anyways, you know, Fake LeBron <laughs> LeBron was like essentially, yeah, Nick should have drafted Dennis Smith Jr. Like they that's a diamond in a what was the saying diamond in the in the rough in the yeah. rough and, and, and I agree with them because Dennis Smith Jr. has been playing lights out like he's NBA ready unlike Alonzo <clears throat> Ball um, <laughs> but yeah and 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 it kind of sucks because he's right but at the same time it's like yo like the Knicks just drafted Frank Nitika imagine how he feels so yeah Nikita that kind of sucks and then you know it was crazy when the Cavs played against the Knicks. Uh, even before that, I'm, I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. LeBron, they decided, the, the Cavs decided to take the Metro, which is pretty cool. Like, when you're that high nature, you don't want to be around people like that because it gets annoying. But LeBron said on his Snapchat, why wait like an hour and some change, be stuck in traffic when it only takes six minutes to get there? And some random dude who LeBron put in a snap just got mad and was just like, no, I don't want to be on the camera. Like, It's all mind games, man. It's all mind games. It's all mind games. LeBron does not take the subway any other time. Mm-hmm. It was all for show. He needed something to, what's the word, to rejuvenate himself because the Cavs were really looking very suspect. Very, very suspect. So he, he took the subway. You know, Shumpert, he's there in New York all the time. So... He just did it to kind of revitalize himself, build himself up, and then you saw through the game that it worked. Yeah, speaking of that game, man, um, they were down 23 against the Knicks, and I was going to tune into it because I know the Knicks got a little better, and I just want to see, since the Knicks got a little better, they probably I, I had the Knicks winning that game. Um, and I just remember at one point, I got a, a notification from ESPN and said the Cavs were down 23, and I was like, yo, I'm not even going to tune into this game. But something told me to just tune into it for the fourth quarter. Maybe they might come with that last punch. Down 23, came back. Kyle Corver had the game of his lifetime. Oh, and yeah. lifetime after that. And lifetime after that. <laughs> and lifetime after that. Like, dude just went hand with the tray ball. We saw a, vital, a revitalized D-Wade. It, it just brought back old memories together. And it, and it just made me think, like, if they can play like this moving forward, right now they're on a three-game win streak. You know, keep in mind Derrick Rose is out for two more weeks with his ankle. Keep in mind Tristan Thompson has a knee injury. Keep in mind Isaiah Thomas, who's averaged damn near 30 points last year, hasn't played yet. Mm-hmm. So, well, what they're doing now, definitely I can see some progress, but I'm just anxious to see how they're going to be once all their pieces are finally together because they may be dangerous, man. What, what do you think about all this? Um, truthfully, one thing that you didn't touch on that I'm really surprised about and I'm really impressed with, Jeff Green. Oh, for sure. Jeff Green. He he's definitely wake like he's come back to life. <laughs> to be honest, I, we were playing a game of is he still in the league? Just last year, actually. Um, but yeah, I really like how the Cavs are looking. Like like everyone says, it's early. It's very early. It's November. Is like yeah, people are getting on the Cavs. They're supposed to have a better record, yada yada. But it's LeBron James. They have the best player in the world, man. Yeah, I think Chris Broussard said it best. When David Black came, 
they were at 500 again. And last year, they finished off the season. I think they were at 500, like their last 30 games or something like that. So it's LeBron. I really don't see... It don't matter what seating they have because they have LeBron James is what I'm trying to say. And the fact that people have a target on Isaiah and they slighting him, he's going to come back with a vengeance. And I think he's going to come back 100%. So that's going to be crazy. I'm I'm just wondering, like, obviously Kyrie's a better defender than Isaiah. So how is that going to work? I know with Isaiah you're going to get – basically he's going to replace Kyrie with offense. Basically what Kyrie can do, he can do too. But – I'm just wondering how is is he is he is it too late for him in the game? Is it going to be awkward? Like is he going to adjust? Like what do you think we're going to expect from Isaiah? I think he's going to come off the bench maybe for like a week. It's definitely then when he gets acclimated, D Rose is going to go back to the bench. He's going to be a starter. It's definitely going to take some time for Isaiah to adjust. But like you said, he was averaging like twenty eight point nine points last year, something around there. Um, and he's mad. He is on that bench upset if anyone knows like Isaiah and they watch him he's a competitor he wants to compete he's really upset right now especially with the success that the Celtics are having and it's it's like they forgot about him yeah it's like they really didn't care he still has that grudge against Danny Ainge so Mm -hmm. I feel like when he comes back that's just going to be fuel to the fire for sure regardless of what position the Cavs are in yeah and fucking uh excuse my language i don't really curse on this <laughs> hey russ can you bleep that out <laughs> but uh speaking of the celtics you know they they got rid of what's the the starting four for the Cavs? what's his name oh jay crowder jay crowder he has he has something to prove too so listen i'm telling you watch out for jay crowder come playoff time watch out he's gonna be a key piece especially if they see the warriors again or for sure when they see the Warriors. yeah again. and you know uh before we go into our next topic draymond green the other day said you know basically like lebron in this in this stage the fact that's only been what like 15 games he's been playing too many minutes and essentially, he's like, I don't want no excuses when it comes to June. Like, you got to be ready. So, do you, I feel like I know Tristan Thompson's gone, D-Rose in and out of lineup, and IT ain't out. But I think it's about that time for LeBron to tone down his minutes. That's like, the truth. That's the he, truth. He's 33. He's about to be 33 years old. There should be no reason why he leads the league in minutes. I think he leads the league in minutes this year, right? Mm-hmm. That's the truth as well. Um, I feel like LeBron definitely needs to tone down those minutes. Not to say that he can't do it, because, of course, it's LeBron James, the superhuman, quote-unquote. He's not from Earth. But he, it's for the long run, for the long haul, he's definitely going to need to preserve his body. Definitely. Especially with the age he's getting. He probably can go till 40. Playing minutes like that, he's not going to see many, many seasons. <laughs> see, if he's smart, he will just pass the reins to Kawhi and come to San Antonio. <laughs> but we'll save that for another day. Um, before we get into the next topic, if LeBron loses this year, which he will, you already know that if they play the Warriors, he's not winning. That That's just not happening. <laughs> but if he loses this year, when he loses this year, where do you think he should go if he stays in the East? Um, I was thinking, it don't matter where he go. Wherever he go, he go and go to the finals. But who should he go to? We'll give him the best shot. I want to say Philly, but that's playing with two LeBrons, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. 
and they just signed Covington. I don't know if JJ Red's gonna resign. So Stephen A. Smith, they were talking about maybe the Knicks with Porzingis and get another piece. That would be tough. I also like the Bucks too. Ooh. Who you got? Well, who I would like to see him. If with? you had a gun pointed to your head right now, <laughs> and it said, "Where are you seeing LeBron at next year in the East?" In the East, I would definitely see him at Philly. 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 He he loves young players, and I feel like he would want to take on the task of molding Ben Simmons into the next LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I see that too. And LeBron, he's shooting forty percent from three point. Exactly. So. He'll be able to convert his game over back to shooting. And they have the to. and they have the cap space where they don't have to really get rid of anybody either. That's the truth. So they need to get rid of Amir Johnson. That's yeah, Amir Johnson's they washed. They drafted him. He's such a bum. He's a bum. <laughs> Certified bum. <laughs> Geeks. All right, moving on. OKC, you know, they started off four and seven. And they finally, I, there was just a lot of, yo, like, what, what's wrong with this team? You know, Russell Westbrook, we, you know, I know we've been arguing with Russell Westbrook for a while now, but he finally, it seems like he took the back seat. He heard all the chatter from the outside and he wanted to take that step back. You know, he's still aggressive, but he's not the Russell Westbrook who averaged that triple-double last year, averaging 30, 10, and 10. Uh, I think his stats were this year a little over 20, almost a triple-double type. But it was just a lot of things. I'm like, yo, what is really going on with them? I think it's just that that Miami effect when my when 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 LeBron James, D Wade, and and Chris Bosh join each other, everyone's used to being the man on their team. So some nights, some nights you just have to know you have to sacrifice. And the way I play it is obviously defense first. But whoever has it going, just play throughout that flow and then we'll see what happens from there but it just seems like now it's just oh it's my turn your turn they really look kind of a little confused up there but Definitely. i think now they're at seven and seven right now right yep they're 500. at 500 right now three game win streak they beat the clippers they beat the Mavs. they beat the bulls so i think they had definitely when they lost to sacramento they definitely sat down and had a talk and and they addressed how they're going to play from now on so i look to see them Go on a slight win streak as well, too. What do you, what do you, how you feel about OKC and Russ and all that? Like I said earlier, with the Cavs, it is November. It is November. Yeah, we care about basketball in November, but do we really care about the the records? Right now, <laughs> to be honest. All right. I feel like, to be honest, none of those three players expected to be on the same team. Yeah, especially Mellow. Especially Mellow. I so, thought it was going to be on Houston. So when that happened, it was, it was, it's definitely a learning experience. Everyone has to learn how to pass the ball and just take, be able to take that backseat sometimes. And right now what I'm seeing from them, especially Russell Westbrook, is they're not trying to step on toes. Yeah. They're trying to all pass and, oh, let him get his, let him get his. And the truth is, like, Russell, you need to take over. Yeah. Take over. You're the best player. To be honest, I feel as if PG and Melo, they have faith in him. They have that faith, and they understand that he's the alpha dog. It's his team. MVP. So they take over, Russ. That's that's about it. That's all I can say. I just feel yeah. like they all need to just take the time to mesh and understand when it comes down to it, it's Russell Westbrook's team. He yeah. needs to do what he wants. And if Russ is aggressive... That just 
Melo and, and Paul George are going to have open shots all game long. That's the truth. So, I agree with you with that. Only thing is, if it's crunch time, I, might, I mean, Russ is clutch too. But yeah. there's just sometimes when I see Russ, he could take a better shot, but he just mm. OD sometimes. Yeah. But if it's the last shot, I'm going with Melo. Definitely, definitely. Melo is that last shot taker. I, I like Melo. That's my guy. Yeah, but like like you said, it's very early. I guess we just get caught up in the hype because we we can only ever live in the moment. So like we're just gonna always relay information that we see on a day to day basis. But like you said, it's early. Um, I don't know what I know. OKC's they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't know what seed they're gonna get, but I I don't think it matters because. The team that's constructed they have now is a playoff team. So it's going to be real interesting in the playoffs this year, once again in the West, man. But the thing is, um, Paul George, he's been very silent. He hasn't been – he's he's averaging over 22 points a game, but still he's been very, very quiet. Yeah, he's on I, my fantasy team. I, I, I haven't seen the energy that I expected to see from PG, especially since he got away from that cancer that is the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. I expected to see some fire, and I haven't seen it. He's been very real chill. So. Yeah, he's had a, he's had one breakout 40-point game when Melo had a sore back, but other than that, he's, he's definitely been going up and down. I need, to, I need for him to stay consistent. But like you said, it's early and – as long as by December he's hitting a the stride, then that's all that matters. Him being quiet definitely makes me question, does he want to be there next year? I think he – it's too early to tell. I think right now they just focus on what they're doing now. And like LeBron said, he don't focus about nothing until after the season's over. Truth. Because if you keep looking – I mean, it's natural to look ahead a little bit, but if you keep looking ahead, it's going to take away from everything. That's the truth. So we're going to see what's good with that. Moving on to – Alonzo Ball. Oh, man. Can he even ball? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Alonzo Ball this year, you know, I expected if – I, if, I, if I had to tell you, like, what I thought he was going to average for the year, I, 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 I definitely said they wouldn't make the playoffs because they're just – they're so young, even though they have talent and they're, they're competitive. But as far as his individual performance, I saw him averaging 15, 7, and, like, 6. Right now, he's averaging 9, 7, and 7, and he has the worst percentage in the NBA right now. Um, I just try to – I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with him. Is it is it the extracurricular activities that that are affecting his family, that's affecting him, mixed with just the hype around him? He can't handle it in the fact that he's actually in the Laker. He doesn't want to mess up. He doesn't want to step on anyone's toes. Like, what's wrong with this man? Um Every time I see him play, it's like he's timid. Um, and knowing that you're not a great shooter and these players are leaving you open, why keep shooting that? You're not you're you're doing harm, you're doing more so harm to your team, I feel like. Um and and I forgot what analyst made a point where he said every great point guard you've seen, they've always been a a fairly great vocal leader. And I know Lonzo is young, but like, yo, Magic Johnson gave you the keys. This is your team. Go out, play aggressive every night. Like, we know you're going to make mistakes, but you got to show us some life. And I'm not seeing that right now. Um, so there's a lot of things he can work on. I think with him, I I, I knew it was going to take a while, but I thought it was going to be something like, all right, five games, he got to get adjusted. He's going to be fine because he... And when you see him in college, when you see him in the summer league, he already plays at the NBA speed. So I thought he was going to be fine. Um, 
But there's just a lot of things he has to work on. He has to get his weight up. I think he, after the season's over, I really think he should just break away from his jump shot he has now because with that jump shot, it's not. I don't think it's ever going to be consistent. So he has to fix that too. And boy, he got to play some defense. I remember when he was playing against the 76ers. <laughs> I think Ben Simmons scored like six, eight straight points on him. I was like, yo, what are you doing? Like, do you even want to be here? Did, did 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 Patrick Beverly shake him and he just been washed ever since? Like, oh man, how do you feel about Lonzo Ball? For all the doubters, Lonzo Ball is not a bust. Granted, he's not playing up to the expectations that his dad set, and we went right along with him. That's called the Lavar effect. But he is not a bust. He is averaging right now six point nine assists a game. If he was to retire tomorrow, he would be fourth all-time on the Lakers' assist leaders. Wow. Don't even, people don't even know that. Already? Already. Six. Kobe selfish. <laughs> and that's the craziest part. And if you notice throughout the whole Lakers fan base, you see more people watching the games compared to the last couple of years. You see the team passing more. And that's all from Lonzo. Granted. Yeah. The other day, yeah, he had two points. <laughs> and he, two points? He, two points. Shaq said, you can't be a Laker and not score. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. But Lonzo, he, he's definitely learning. It's early, it's early, it's early, it's early. He's learning. I'm trying to get people to understand that he's going to be a great player. He has great potential. But right now, you know, he's just trying to fill his feet out. He does need to open his mouth, definitely. Um... We saw a whole bunch of rah-rah. Well, not a whole bunch, but we did see some rah-rah at UCLA. Rah-rah UCLA. We saw a little swagger as well. Yeah. And right now, he's playing like he's scared. Like, he is a rookie. Like, he doesn't know what to do out there. Yeah, definitely. I I definitely see promise in him. And I'm saying, just give him some time. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, you see him around January, he'll be fine. He'll be good. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, midway through, almost done. 76ers, trust the process. Got to trust the process, man. Joel Embiid is looking like Hakeem, the dream, Olajuwon. Dude is ridiculous, man. Um, they're 8-6 and six right now uh, in playoff contention right now. Ben Simmons averaging damn near triple-double, 18-9-7. and seven. Oh my. He's looking like baby Braun, man. And B, 23-11, four and two blocks. And let's just talk about that career night before we even get into the Celtics. The Lakers hosted the 76ers. I already knew the 76ers were going to win, but I didn't know how they were going to win. And I didn't know how dominant Joel Embiid was going to be. Because I feel like did any who I, I think Joel Embiid scored the most against the Lakers so far. Like individually, oh, he yeah, may have. Definitely. The dude had 46 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, and 7 blocks, and only attempted 20 shots. That's called the LeVar effect. The LeVar effect? Yes. He told LeVar he was going to cream them, and he came out and he did just that. And he had a historic night. He was pulling out moves. He was pulling out Euros. He was pulling out the Dream Shake. <laughs> he might have even dunked on someone. Yeah, he, he can do it all, man. Um, if he's healthy, they, they're they the team of the future, team of the East. Them and the Celtics and the Bucks are just going to be going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
And it's just crazy. The only thing that that concerns me is his health. Like they need to allow him to play back to backs. We will never know how good his health is if they keep limiting him. Yeah, because it's only like what five to six back to backs this whole year. So yeah, definitely play back to back. They definitely took a step because I think he played like thirty six minutes against the Lakers. So we're gonna see, man. Because last year where he ter- did he tear his meniscus. It wasn't his foot or back, so that's still a good sign. And like the fact that it's the meniscus in this era, you can come back like it's nothing. So we're gonna see. But the Sixers are definitely looking good, man. I was talking to Wave before we started recording this, and I told him I was like, "Yo, I think they can. I think they can beat the Wizards in the seven game series. I think they can beat the Bucks in the seven game series. The Toronto Raptors, who are frauds in a seven game series." Um, I'm not even worried about the Pistons. I don't know why they're the second in the East right now, but <laughs> I think other than other than Cleveland, other than the Celtics, I really think they can, you know, make some noise, man. Yeah, right. They can probably get to the second round this year, and I wouldn't even be surprised. And Covington has earned that contract. Boy, is lights. He up. got the clip. Ratchet. I never. I knew he could shoot, but I didn't know he can shoot like this. Yeah. It's actually OD. Last year I was calling him a bum. This year I'm calling him the best player right now on their team as far as scoring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very reliable. Um, very reliable. I, I'm wondering, because all shooters get into a slump, so I'm kind I'm trying to see when is he going to get into a slump or yeah. is he going to get into that slump. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to see what's up with that. And before that, please, I'm campaigning. Drop the bum Amir Johnson. That is $11 million wasted. Yeah, that he's probably gonna get dropped when if Bron come next year. We're gonna see what's up with that. Uh, moving on, the Boston Celtics are on a 14 game win streak. Yes, the Boston Celtics, you remember opening night when Gordon Hayward had that gruesome injury? I thought it was over. I remember I was with all my boys and I was just going off saying, Man, the, the East is just ruined now. Like, my fantasy was ruined. Oh, yeah, you did have Gordon Hayward. That sucks. But yeah, I was just like, yo, it's over now. LeBron has another easy path to the finals. But I got to admit, man, Brad Stevens, I, he's the second best coach, I think, behind Greg Popovich. He's looking like a young pop. He's a young pop. The way they the way they just play together, the way how they, they always play defense in every single possession, no breaks off, that ball movement, everyone shares the rock. I, I love it. Like I actually like watching them play. If you would have told me after Gordon Hayward got hurt that they would be number one in the whole NBA, I would have said, hell no. So it's just crazy. They started off 0-2, now they're 14-2, and they just beat the Warriors in an epic game. And it just got me thinking, like, how far can the Celtics go? How far can Kyrie go? You know, if the Celtics end up, A, with the best record in the NBA, or B, the best record in the East... Would you give Kyrie MVP? How do you feel about the whole Celtics and about what I just said about Kyrie? Um, as far as Kyrie MVP, I wouldn't say Kyrie is MVP worthy. I, I get I get the campaign and I get the reasoning behind it, but Kyrie does not have to be the best player on his team right. every night out. Okay. Definitely. If you actually look at stats last year, Kyrie is averaging less than Isaiah Thomas did in almost every category, except for probably, like, rebounds, I want to say. Yeah. But um, as far as the Celtics overall, great promise. Great promise. Great promise. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Jalen Brown. Shout out to him. Jalen Brown stepped it 
up. Especially yesterday, playing after his uh, best friend had committed suicide. Oh, yeah. He did commit suicide. Uh, yeah, I saw his tweet. He said that was for you. Uh, prayers go out to him, though. Yeah, definitely. But uh, he's definitely shown me a lot. It's crazy because I, cause before, like... The whole season started. I really wanted Jimmy Butler to go there, but mm-hmm. you don't even need Jimmy Butler when you got Jalen Brown on the rise like that. Exactly. And then I like how Jason Tatum is coming into his own. And even Marcus Smart, he was always kind of a, like a leader, but he's even stepped it up a little bit more this year. Yeah, yeah. Jason Tatum, I always thought with him, like, I knew he was never afraid of the moment, but I always wondered how he was going to adjust. And he's looking damn near good, man. Um, I don't even know. Uh, how, how long do you think this win streak is going to go? When they face the Cavs again? <laughs> no, I'm it's uh, going to be in Boston, too, when the Cavs play them. So. Oh, yeah. It's, truthfully, man, it all depends on if they could just keep that that cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. Everyone know their role and just play it well. Of course, you know, Kyrie has to do what Kyrie does. Yeah. And um, at the beginning of the season, I was hating Kyrie for leaving, but I'm actually enjoying watching him play it for the Celtics. Yeah. Seems uh, like a good fit. A great fit, actually. He's always wanted to be in a structure um, where he can actually be the man. Um, and I guess LeBron took away from him, but I think he learned a lot from LeBron, a lot from LeBron, nothing but respect. And they will damn near cross each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. I can yes. bet that. And someone who doesn't get enough credit, Al Horford. He's on a fantasy team, too. Al Horford has been balling. Yeah. Right now, he's looking almost like the best player on that team. Uh, numbers don't lie. <laughs> he's, he's the best player on the team right now. Well, we know who the best player is, but he's playing like the best player on the team right now. He's doing everything. Giving you rebounds, damn near five, six assists, putting, get, putting points up on the board, he setting great screens. Hit ugly three, but it goes in, man. <laughs> that, that that shit goes in. So oh, that's just crazy. Um, and it was crazy. Um, the when the Warriors lost, Steph Curry was feeling some type of way. Steve Kerr was feeling some type of way. They were trying to say it was too many fouls. Yeah, yeah. Like stop complaining. When you take an L, you take an L. Like and, and you knew it won't nothing fluke when you, when you hold. First of all, the Celtics are the number one defensive team. And the fact that they held them under 100 points, mm-hmm. under 90 points, that speaks high volume. Ever, first time ever when all four of the big four, quote-unquote, started. That's crazy. Um, and then and then a reporter asked Steph Curry, uh, you know, with the new Celtics emerging, this win streak, yada, 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 do you think you're going to see them down the road? And Steph passive-aggressively basically said he heard the weather's nice in Boston in June. I don't know if he's trying to play mind games with LeBron, trying to get LeBron hype, but headlines. Headlines. That is going to be interesting now because LeBron. I think this is going to be LeBron's toughest year getting from once he gets to the second round. It's going to be tough, mm-hmm. finally. But then again, we don't know because LeBron's a whole different beast in the playoffs, and, and he we might four or and we haven't seen it yet. So. It's gonna be interesting, um, and I and I I have the Celtics staying with that number one seed in the East, and we're gonna see how that goes. Steph needs to take those damn twists out. <laughs> hey man, let that boy live. He just got that money. He's married to beautiful wife who cooks for him all the time. Man, he 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 doing all right. I just need him to pull up and try to get a Finals MVP. You know, you can't have all those accolades and not get a Finals MVP. But to end it off. Leangelo Ball, hmm. BBB, Big Baller Brand, 
trying to represent goes to china and he gets he gets caught with a few other teammates shoplifting what what were they shop were they were they at the corner store or something where were they at they weren't at like a regular grocery store or supermarket they were in high class high fashion stores stealing from gucci louis vuitton oh so it was was more than one place yes multiple places and do you not know in china when you're that tall and you're that skin tone people will know that you're not from there like a sore thumb (laughs) china with the totalian totalian totalitarian i think it's totalitarian we're glad just to have him back we're glad to have him back (laughs) they they could have served as much as what 10 years in prison almost 10 that's crazy i think they said they have footage and i really want to see that footage because mind you not even because he's one of the one of the brothers but just the fact that you see the reality show you see how lavar balls hard on his kids how he always sets that foundation you see like what i'm trying to say is like you have a dad that does everything for you he shows you the way he shows you right and wrong you don't expect that from one of his kids but it's always the middle son middle son always doing that bs (laughs) always want to be the one to rebel um you think it was a cry for help uh i don't know i don't think it was a cry for help but my whole mindset i'm like yo i know you're not directly getting the this money but you still have money so why steal in the first place like you what kind of car you got the boy owns a ferrari you have a ferrari why are you stealing (laughs) it just doesn't make any sense to me and i i i thought i would never ever say this but shout out to trump <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I feel like if it weren't for Trump, he probably would still be in there right now, man. That's the truth. You know I have a lot of animosity towards that man, but shout out to Trump. Oh, <laughs> Ball family must not be allowed to wear name brand other than Big Baller brand. And I was I was joking with one of my roommates. I was like, yo, you think the only way they got they came back from China, like Donald Trump was like, yo, let me get a share of the big baller brand on the low. <laughs> Oh, they say next thing you know, you're gonna see make big baller brand great again. Oh, that would be sick. I know Lavar's bad because like that that just messes up their brand. I mean, I, I'm sure for the time being, it's gonna take a little soft hit. But if he stays out of trouble, which I think he will, and Lonzo lives up to the hype, little brother Lamelo do what he gotta do, then I think they're fine. Because if I had bread like that, I would invest in big baller brand as well too. So. Until then, he just has to serve that suspension and keep leading the NCAA in steals. <laughs> in steals, that geeks. Man, it's a great episode. Love having you on the show, Wave. Always love, man, every definitely. time we talk. So it's definitely dope. So definitely want to have you back up here again. Maybe, maybe when IT come back, I'll have another episode with you and see where they at and whatnot. Oh, yeah, when I can talk all my cash. And talk all that trash. Uh, you know we got to have some bets. Last time we had a bet was in 2014 when I told you the Spurs are going to beat Miami. And you didn't want to bet with me, but we'll set it for another day. <laughs> and I want to say for another day again, it's Kawhi's league. Everyone is asleep that he's not playing. But when he comes back, everyone's going to know what's up. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to set it for another day. But ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another stellar episode of The Caesars Show, episode 22. You can follow me on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars. That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S. My podcast is called The Caesars Show. It's available on iTunes podcast and also SoundCloud. Working on getting that on Spotify right now. So I didn't even know you could do that. 
But doing big things, man. Trying to go to video real soon. Okay. So tag him. What's up? You got another camera. Davon, D, what's his, what's his, what's his name? His, his DVN Visual. Always mess up. DVN <laughs> Visuals. All three of us have cameras. Like, why not go to video soon? But until then, I'm out. <laughs>